This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. Welcome to The Playbook. This is David Meltzer, and I'm so excited because this is someone that I've known a long time, and I always say everything happens at the right place at the perfect time. Eric Thomas is a mentor to all. He is a master of mindset. He has helped every celebrity, company, and so many other people pursue their potential and reach it. Uh, Eric Thomas, ET, welcome to the playbook. Man, thank you for having me. Hey, just the term alone, I, you know, I, I'm starting to value the playbook at this age more than playing. And I, <laughs> I wish I would have, uh, I wish I'd have been more of a, 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 a structural, analytical, critical thinker when I was younger, but I got it now. The playbook, Dave, is important. <laughs> it's so important. And, you know, I learned at a later age as well. It cost me over a hundred million dollars to figure out maybe I should have a playbook because I thought that the plays were making me the money. Oh, oh. And, I, and I wish I would have had a playbook. And you've written, you know, so many great books and your podcast is really another form of a playbook, right? It's the secrets of success. The playbook, as I call it, to success but now you've ventured into something that's even deeper uh, in that playbook. And one of my mentors told me early on, he said, you know what your problem is, Dave? You got to learn to love you. And I didn't understand it when he said it. And here you are teaching people to learn to love you. And you owe you summit is coming up your book uh, because you owe it to yourself. It, it is about learning to love ourselves. Why is it so hard even for successful, passionate, pur purposeful, and profitable people to learn to love themselves? You know, because the love of self is not isolated, you know, from, you know, um, others' thoughts and, you know, in the peer group, you know, and keeping up with the Joneses, you know, and people valuing you, you know, or affirming you or, you know, I, you know, it's, it's this whole idea of a sense of belonging. You know, it's real. Maslow talked about it. You know, you got safety. Then right after safety is really you wanting to be a, a, a part of. You wanting, you know, to be in a community or a group. You wanting to be loved and valued. And sometimes when you love yourself, you know, people don't always, um, they, don't, they don't always value that or appreciate that. And because we want to be loved by people so much, I think sometimes we're even willing to sacrifice our own love uh, for the love of others. And as we look at that love of others, we also look for approval. And one of the greatest lines that I heard is, hey man, what you think of me is none of my business. And I, I love that saying, but I have lived my life trying to please other people. Uh, wow. I've been putting myself in a trajectory of what other people want for me, uh, what's missing, what I don't have. You know, how important is it that we start to understand what we want and apply it uh, to the better good and apply it to our best self. I think, you know, when you talk playbook, I think it's the forward. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think it's the forward. You know what I'm saying? Before you even start the book, you know, I think we are only as successful as we see ourselves. You know, we are only as productive as we believe we have the ability to be. And, and I don't know why, but at a very young age, we start external, we start others. Like we don't start self, we don't start internally. We don't, we don't ever ask ourselves, 
what do we think about ourselves? What what do we believe about ourselves? It's funny, Dave, my um my my son um had um our floors are being renovated in our home in Cali. And so my daughter went and stayed with her brother. They're both adults, but uh, she was staying with her brother and he called me and was like, Dad, you know, I had some friends over and like she just didn't, you know, she I, dad, it was weird. She wasn't hanging out, she wasn't whatever. And, 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 you know, I tried to bring some friends over so she could, and I said, son, your sister loves herself, you know, and she doesn't yeah. have a problem being by herself and she doesn't have a problem entertaining herself in whatever, like, like you need others. Like you need to be surrounded by other people to have a good time. Your sister has a party of one, <laughs> like your sister can literally have a party of one. So I was like, oh, don't, 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 don't see that as a negative or don't be bothered by that. But your sister actually loves herself enough to be by herself. You know, uh, she's charged by being by herself. Like she'll need to be with eight other people to get charged, you know? And so I just think it's critical, you know, for us to understand that we actually attract greater when we love ourselves. We actually attract greater opportunities, greater people. You know, we get out, we don't get in as much trouble. We have more purpose. We, we like life is just better when you love you, when you value you, when you appreciate you. And a relationship is formed not only with self, but there's another relationship that's critical. And I love your insight uh, that you give uh, as I see pain or setbacks, failures and mistakes. I probably have paid more dummy tax than most people on earth. Uh, and I've learned to have a relationship with pain. Um, and you have some great insight on how to have that relationship and how to deal with pain. You, you know, I tell people, I have noticed that, you know, um, you know, let's say people who are in the bodybuilding industry or in the fitness building, you know, you don't get muscle without resistance. You know, like I've just never seen it before. I've never, you know, seen people not lift weights or not push-ups or sit-ups. Like I've never seen people have a certain body structure without resistance, you know? And then the more weight, the more defined or the more reps, you know, meaning the more pain that they put themselves through, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, 100 reps of pain, 200 <laughs> reps of pain. Um, somebody sent me something that's like, E, stop what you're doing right now and do 100 jumping jacks. I was like, oh no, I'm good, you know? <laughs> um, you know, but, but, but I understand now that people, who embrace resistance through weights, you know, or, or whatever they do to their body, they're gonna be defined. Their body's gonna look different, you know? And so pain in life is a rep, you know? And there are some things that blessings can do for us. Let's just be honest. There are some things that blessings can do for us, but there are also things that, you know, a battle will do for us. There's a way that a blessing will bless you. There's a way that a battle will bless you. And I, I told a story last week. I was literally in Houston. Uh, I went to a friend's house to wash. I was a five minute Uber ride from the hotel, a 30 minute walk. And I literally washed my clothes, put my clothes in a suitcase and I uh, walked that suitcase 30 minutes to the hotel. You know, And there were literally people who saw me on the street was like, E.T., you need to ride? I was like, absolutely not. It was like, why, why don't you want to ride? I said, because being the number one motivational speaker in the world is not how I became the number one motivational speaker in the world. 
I yeah. literally became this from being homeless and walking up and down the streets of Detroit. So what I cannot do is no longer do the things that got me to where I am. Now, I don't have to do them in the way that I did them before. And, 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 and I get to control a little bit more of that. But pain has really developed me in a way. And I think it's, Dad, I think it's so funny when people who value my voice, like the tone of my voice, and they try to mimic it by getting loud. I'm like, no, you have to understand that passion is not coming just from volume. That passion is coming from the pain. And so I speak with the authority that I speak with because not only did I go through the pain that you've gone through, but I got out of the pain that many of us have gone through. And so my PhD does not give me certain authority, but being homeless, being a high school dropout, being a father, being a husband, being a CEO, you know, like the, there's, like you said, the dummy tack. There, I have authority because I not only experienced it, but I got on the other side of it. And now I feel like I have the confidence to talk to people in a way that's very authentic because I literally just didn't read it in the book because I did read a lot of stuff from a book. I just didn't read it from a book. I actually also experienced it. So I think this is why pain is important because a battery, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, is not just positive. <laughs> like a battery is not just, I know you want it to be just positive, but, but, but a battery is both negative, has negative and positive attributes. And it is the balance of those positive and negative attributes that allows it to give you the energy that you actually get to power whatever you need to power. So in our personal lives, battles and blessings are positive and negative attributes that give us the fire and, and, and the charge, you know, and the motivation that we need to go through life successfully. Yeah, and just like a battery, uh, you yourself with the positive and negative charges, you reconcile and find the blessings in the battle, and you can also find battles within the blessing. Now, you and I share uh, one other thing, you know, I, I, I see you as the greatest inspirational figure, your frequency is off the chart. You can't walk into a room and not feel ET speaking. And I know that it's not what you say, it's how you say it, and it's how make people feel, as Michelangelo always said. They'll remember how they feel when you're on stage, which makes you the best at it. But you and I share this, and, and I see it. I, we're not the most talented, right? We, we, we're not at all. But, you know, I have blessed myself. Uh, I was an average Division three football player, but I was the most consistent. I mean, I could step on a field because I showed up every single day doing my best, learning lessons, and having fun. And I keep showing up every single day. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here uh, on this Zoom in this podcast. How important is the value of doing stuff every single day, doing your best? I call it empty milers, right? Because just real quick, like I, it pisses me off. I see people all the time. They say, Dave, I went the extra mile. You know, I stayed up till 2 a.m. on Monday. I was like, dude, you know, you got to go the extra mile every day. And then there's no competition. You'll be where E.T. is. When you go the extra mile every day, that consistency to me is a superpower combined with all other things. Yeah, you, you, you know, I think one of the mistakes I made earlier in life is giving more value to the things that don't have the highest value. You know, so for me, I thought talent was the highest value. 
So, of course, if you think that's the highest value, then that's where you're going to spend the majority of your time. As life progressed, I started to realize that a lot of the people who I thought were successful weren't successful just because they were the most talented, um, but they had other attributes. And I started to recognize, like, yo, these are just as powerful. And as a matter of fact, as you get older, you know, that, that so, certain talent is low-hanging fruit. You, you know, like, you get older, you don't run as fast. You know, you don't jump as high. You don't have the same, you know, energy, perhaps, that you had. You still have energy. It's a different type of energy. So I started to realize, like, yo, Eric, you need to start focusing on the stuff that you can do and that's timeless. You, you know, like, yo, talent is timeless. Like, I don't care how good Michael Jordan is. A every year that you play, like, you're not the best version of yourself than you were when you were in North Carolina. Like, every five years, like, you're not the Michael Jordan that was a rookie for the Chicago Bulls. Like, it, like the 45 Mike is not the 23 Mike, like, but still a phenomenal basketball player. But in terms of, so I started to say to myself, Eric, what are the timeless values? Oh, okay, relationships and establishing relationships with people. But that's timeless. <laughs> and and you, don't need, you, don't, you don't need to be young or old for that. I started to realize um, being a man of your word, you know, and, and, and saying you're going to do something and do it. Like, you don't even have to say you're going to do big stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you, like, you, you, you don't, like, Barry Sanders probably lost as many yards as he gained. But by the fourth quarter, he, he had 100, 200 yards. He didn't have that in the first quarter or the second quarter. The second half, he probably picked up. Why? Because he recognized these guys are strong and fast in the first quarter. In the second quarter, they can stop me. But by the fourth quarter, they're going to give up. And by the time, when they give out, then that's when I'm going to go to the next level. I start realizing, like, really, really, really? Being a person of integrity? I realize, like, yo, people value that. People value more, yo, I'm going to work with Eric Thomas, and there's not going to be any collateral damage. I don't have to worry about this and this and that. Like, yo, really, listen to me. For those of you listening, like, I, I really realize that you can have two talented people but they're going to bring the guy back who won. It requires less work to hire him. Like, I don't need the purple M&Ms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't need the green room. You, you know, like, literally, you don't have to pick me up. I just went to somewhere recently. It's like, uh, we're going to pick you up. I was like, I'm an adult. I, I promise you I'm good. I can get to the facility. Like, I was getting to facilities before I get there. And people don't realize, like, to not be a hassle or not to be a, a troublesome, you know, and then to follow through. Most people, when the job is over, they're through. Like, they're not interested in keeping in contact with you. So to stay in touch when I'm not getting a check, you know, and so I started realizing that, that this is more important. Like, somebody could be a better speaker than me, but if they're only putting up one video a week, and I'm putting up three videos a day, it doesn't really matter if those videos are better or not video better. I'm available. And if, and if you're great at what you do, if you're phenomenal at what you do, but you're not available, then the guy who's average, but he's available, then you're going to go to that gas station that has gas versus the gas station that sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't. And so to your point, I really realized that what we value externally 
and everybody's the glitter and the glare, that's not always the thing that brings the most value. And I realized that some of the everyday, easy human stuff that you could do really will give you more of an advantage than the guy that could put up 50, 10 games out of 82 games versus the guy that could put up 17, and he's putting up 17, 78 games out of 82. Yeah, and that's exactly uh, the philosophy that aggregates and accelerates and compounds on itself. Now, you do make yourself accessible. And one of the examples of this is you're doing for everyone uh, a Because You Owe It To Yourself yeah. Summit. And it's February 7th through 9th. And people can sign up at youoyousummit.com. Um, now, what are some of the things that we're sitting at home in the comfort of our own home and here we have a world thought leader, one of the most inspirational people that I know, and you're giving up seven, eighth, and ninth. What are some of the things that people are going to take away from giving you that time from the comfort of their home? So, so I think one of the things, and this is the main reason why I'm doing it. I know, I know, Dave, you've experienced this. There was a time in your life that you were ready for the opportunity, but you did not have access to the opportunity. You know, that's probably one of the most frustrating, you know, was people always keep telling, keep working at it. You go, it's like, I don't have, I, like, not that I don't need to keep working, but I, I, I'm actually, uh, I actually graduated. I actually, I'm a certified teacher. I just can't find a job. You know what I'm saying? There's, right. there's not another certification I can get or another. And oftentimes, Dave, we need a person who works at the school and is who, and it is a decision maker to say, I'm gonna bring you on. As certified as we are, we don't necessarily have the ability to open up doors for ourselves and create opportunities for ourselves. So, so I think people need to understand the first thing is I have been able to unintentionally through my videos, help a lot of people get to where they are. Inky Johnson, you know, Inky's always been a phenomenal speaker, but before we put him on our, thank God is Monday platform, People didn't know that he existed. You know, we have Toby, the rapper, who is now on a, you know, he's in LA now getting ready in a couple of days to see if he won a Grammy. So I, I've been able to do that day for people who just get it. But then there's another group of people that they have it, but they don't know how to create that on their own. And so this is about you're talented enough, you're gifted enough, you just don't have the information. Like you're not connected to somebody who can tell you, you're gonna be paying 40% of your money is going to taxes. And here's some of the things that you need to do in terms of tax. Like, I didn't know that. Dave, when I first started making my money, nobody ever told me that as a millionaire, yo, hey, look, guy, you're really not a millionaire. You know? <laughs> you're a millionaire on paper, but you gotta pay 40% in taxes, 30 something to uh, feds, and you got state tax. You know, nobody shared that, but once, Someone who was already there shared that with me and said, you got a lot of stuff, but you don't have a tax lawyer. You don't need a tax lawyer. My whole life changed, eh? My whole life changed. My money changed. Everything changed once I got the information. So number one, what you can expect to get is the information you need to move the needle in your life. Not just information that I want to give you. Not, not how to become a great speaker. We're not dealing with speaking. This is you owe you and how to unleash the power that I believe, I believe every human being is born with a gift. And I know some of you are thinking, well, 
Some people are physically challenged or mentally challenged. I actually know a guy who just waist up, who just won like a WWE you know, title. I also know a kid uh, who is considered autistic, who um, does calendars and helps people get organized. Another kid who bakes cakes that's traveling the world, making good money. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, so I'm not minimizing your struggle, but I'm saying all of us were born with something that we've gone through that other people out there are going through and haven't gotten through yet. So, so whatever your experience is in life, somebody else has it. So I'm gonna show people how to unleash and unlock that. And more importantly, I'm gonna show them how to get to that level that they're craving to get to. Like, hey, I remember saying, man, I love speaking, but I love to get to the Les Brown stage and the Tony Robbins stage, you know, and the Zig Ziglar stage. Like I remember doing my work and being satisfied with it, but looking at those guys in the industry and being like, man, it'd be great one day to get to the top tier, you know, of, the, of this work. And, uh, and I wanna help people get, you know, there's a lot of great people out there doing good work, but they're trying to get to great. And I think I can help them to get there. Well, you already are. And I know uh, everything in your life aligns with the fact that if you're not gonna invest in yourself, what are you ever gonna invest in? If you're not gonna love yourself, what are you ever gonna love? And you can't give what you don't have. So everyone take the time check out because you owe it to yourself summit go ahead you you summit.com it's february 7th through 9th uh eric man i can stay here all day i got other shows we got to put you on my apple tv show you can come i gotta get listen. on i gotta get on please do we got les brown on we got all, all your favorite people damon <laughs> everybody's on there and uh, i don't know how we kept missing each other but like i said everything comes at the right place at the perfect yeah. time we're and here now we, we are here now. now we're here and you're doing such great work, man. And next time I want to start uh, by asking you about faith and uh, how that plays a role in both of our lives. Absolutely. Because I know you believe like I, there's something bigger than us that loves us more than our single moms. And uh, we're protected and promoted. With <laughs> and the they love us. Yes, they do too much. Uh, and uh, But we are protected with the blessings and the battles. That's the takeaway for the secrets of success himself. Eric Thomas is giving it away all the time. He will change your life. You've got to make an investment in yourself and love yourself. Eric Thomas, thank you so much for sharing your playbook. Thanks, this is Dave. Dave. Thank you, man. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.